Hello and welcome to Tales from the CSAP Floor. My name is Mark Falkenström, joining you from Copenhagen, Denmark. And I am once again your host for this podcast. Today we're going to talk about what it's like to be in CSAP. And we are also going to talk about life after CSAP is over to give you a better understanding of the different directions you can go after CSAP. It is important here to note that CSAP is a bit different in the different theaters. And so is the process of going from CSAP to your first role after CSAP. And that is why I have here with me today from the US, you, Yashai Askari. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. And also joining the podcast today from the Czech Republic is you, Timo Omaya. Welcome to you as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Sure. So to begin with, I would love to hear more about both of you. And I also want to know uh, what you did before CSAP. So uh, Yashar, please tell me a little bit more about yourself. Thanks, Mark. So yeah, I'm Yashar Gary. I was a CSAP grad from the FY20 cohort. So I've been in the field now as a field systems engineer for the last almost two years. Before CSAP, I w- went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So go Tar Heels. Graduated in 2019 with a computer science degree in a minor in business. Nice. And, and you, Timmy, tell me a little bit more about you and what you did before CSAP. Very, very similar to, to Yasha. I was um, just finishing my bachelor's degree in, in electrical and electronics engineering. I mean, 2018 towards the end. Right. And then I got into CSAP. Before then, the only other thing I did was I did an internship at an ISP. Right at Vodacom in Nigeria. So I'm originally from Nigeria, actually. I'm just based in Prague now. And then I did my internship there. That was when I was first introduced to Cisco. I was, you know, configuring routers and, and stuff like that on very beginner level. That's when that's when I first knew about Cisco and all of that, right? So then I did my internship there, finished my bachelor's, and then joined CSAP in Prague. Yeah. Nice. So you're both uh, a couple of technical guys. I love to hear it. Uh, so Yasha, did you know much about CSAP before deciding to join the program? So prior to CSAP, I was for two summers at intern at Cisco. So one was located in RTP, working in the partner org, and then one in San Jose at HQ with some other sales interns. So throughout those two summers, I did get some good exposure to CSAP from shadowing current CSAPers at that time, along with kind of just getting a broad overview of what the program entailed. So you could say I had some exposure prior. That's great to hear. And uh, the same question for you, Timmy. Did you know about CSAP before? You also uh, did some internship in Cisco, so... No, no, not so much. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit different for me. I, I knew about Cisco and I had my CCNE, right, in my final year, right, before graduating school. But that, that was all I knew about Cisco at the time. But I was very interested. I was like a Cisco fanboy, right, uh, interested in networking and DevNet and all of those things that they were doing at the time, right? So I joined a community back in Nigeria, a Python community. And that's where I actually met a guy who actually did the CSAP program and was an SC in the field at the time, right? And then at, the, at that point, I was finishing school and all I was looking for was just an internship to, you know, say, hey, what can I learn, right? Like his skill, I was thinking of, you know, software development skills that I could learn, anything nice, really. I was just open. And then I met this guy who did CSAP and he's like, hey, there's this program and where they teach you basically about everything Cisco and then and they teach you how to be an engineer, to be a salesperson, and all of that. And so I was, it was completely new to me. I was like, oh, wow, there's this program. You do one year in Prague and then your thoughts a lot about Cisco, right? So, so I, I learned that from him and that's what I knew about ESAP. And I just came in, you know, and I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it was, was quite nice. 
Yeah, it's great to hear and, and great that both of you are still here in Cisco and love the company. I was also curious to know like if your initial expectation of CSAP actually aligned uh, with what CSAP ended up to be. Maybe Timmy, you start uh, by answering that. Yeah, yeah. So my initial expectations, like I, like I said, the, the major thing I wanted to, I was coming into CSAP with was I wanted to learn a skill. I wanted to just learn out of university, know how to be, you know, a professional in the workplace, understand technology, know, have, have valuable skills I could actually, you know, give to organizations and all of that. And, and CSAP did that for me. So that, that was good because I, I left university as, let's say, this almost like this clueless grad who didn't really know much about, about life. And then you get into Cisco CSAP and then you're trained on all of Cisco's technology, right? And then you have that bootcamp, deep dive as an, as an engineer, you understand a lot about Cisco technology. Not just that, you also thought a lot about how to be a salesperson and how to, you know, position, how to be a trusted advisor. Right. And I fell in love with all of that, actually, being a trusted advisor, helping customers and helping people. I think that, that really helped me, you know, I, even in CSAP as well, you get to understand some of the qualities uh, in yourself that you didn't even know were there before, right? Because you get a lot of feedback in the program. So a lot, a lot of those things are things I had expectations on that I was going to learn a lot. And at the end of the CSAP year, I, I, I was like, yeah, the person who came in and the person who was leaving were two different people. And, and, I, and I'm grateful for that, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I haven't uh, graduated yet, but I also feel like you change a lot during CSAP, not just professionally, but also personally. And what about you, Yasha? Did, did your initial expectations live up with what you got out of CSAP? I think t uh, Timmy put it best. I mean, to reiterate some of the, the key points on my end, I mean, as a computer science major in college, you know, we didn't do many presentations or, I mean, we did group projects, but presentations, a lot of the soft skills weren't necessarily emphasized, whereas maybe a business major would have more of that exposure. So the internships did prime a good amount for that. It did help with the soft skills, but CSAP by far helped get you more comfortable with presentations from a business perspective. And how do we take a technical requirement or technical solutions that are complex and help boil it down to what the customer wants to, what outcome they want to get out of it, right? And I think, you know, in college, to Timmy's point, I mean, we learn a lot of technical skills, but maybe not applicable to a Cisco sense or to a certain industry. And I thought that's where CSEP did an awesome job. So it's amazing. Yeah, to Timmy, to your point, in one year, learned a ton of information, not only technical. So if you want to geek out on that, it's awesome. But even just the soft skills that any role would be uh, valuable to have is taught as well. To a simple answer to your question, it certainly did live up to expectation from the outcomes of how we, we grew. Yeah, great, great to hear. And, and I totally agree with both of you. I, I also come from a very technical background and having some of these soft skills and adding them into your skill set, basically, and being able to take something very difficult and explain it in a very simple way so that everybody will understand basically uh, what you're trying to explain. That's a very, very valuable skill to have. And that is something that learn a lot in, in CSAP. Yeah, that, that, that's the proof that the CSAP program is working because the, the idea at the end of the day is like, as an engineer, can you take the most complex topic and the most complex details and can you present that to a customer on the highest level that, that it's that they're able to assimilate and understand that, right? So it, it's, quite, it's quite interesting that you can take and look for analogies, right? And, and look for, you know, very basic concepts that you can use to explain very complex topics and make people understand that. And it's, it's, it's a fun job to have actually as an SE, right? To be able to make people understand and teach a lot of stuff to, to, to people. So it's quite fun, yeah. Exactly, I agree. It's a lot of fun, actually, both in CSAP and I guess also afterwards. It, it looks 
like both of you have a, a lot of fun in, in your job. So as I keep saying, I'm a current associate systems engineer, so it's a bit difficult for me to talk about life after CSAP since I still haven't experienced it. So I'm very fortunate to have both of you with me today. And I'm also curious to know just what was your favorite thing about CSAP? Let's start with you, Yasha. So favorite thing about CSAP, that's a, that's a great question. Learning all the new skills is awesome. I mean, it's certainly valuable and, you know, obviously appreciative Cisco invested in us to, to learn them. But I feel like the camaraderie that we grew that year with my peers in the cohort, there's a bond that I think that in itself is, is super valuable, having that those friendships made. So I would say that was definitely a favorite part of CSAP, just that maybe isn't work-related. And if I were to look at it purely from a like a personal development perspective, I think I would, it would be tied between the boot camps or the certs in terms of your personal development and how much you learn in such a condensed period of time, literally six months learning the Cisco portfolio, at least at a decent technical level. I totally agree with you. Uh, and I feel like the friendships uh, that I'm having now, even though I have done it uh, totally virtual, are, are going to be friendships that I'm going to have for the, the rest of my not just career, but also the rest of my life, probably. And I agree uh, with you getting a lot out of the search. You get a lot out of the boot camps, a lot of knowledge, basic knowledge. As my understanding, you will also learn a lot after CSAP. Your, your learning is not finished just because you end. You will still learn a lot when exiting CSAP. Would you say that that is true as well, Yashar? I would say CSAP, you learn a ton in that year. And yeah, some of it may be hard, but there's definitely times we have to study. It's kind of like a grad school, if you will, for Cisco tech. And then, yeah, the year after CSEP, whether you go to GVE and you become specialized in one architecture, uh, whether it's DevNet or enterprise networking, security, or go to the field where you're a generalist of sorts talking to customers, there's a whole nother realm of learning. How do you interact with customers in real life? How do you build those relationships? How do you learn what's most important, top of mind? And then also, from a technical perspective, get a little bit deeper, you know, given your comfort level. So CSEP kind of gets you off the ground and then it, it just keep running from there, if you will. Right. Sounds good. And sounds motivating for me. I, I, I really love to be in a career where you can keep developing yourself, keep learning new stuff. Timmy, I also want to know what your favorite part about CSEP was. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so a couple of things. One thing do I want to agree with on, on Yesha, what Yesha said was around the, the people that you meet. Right. So in Prague here, we were just 10, 10 of us in our cohort. So it was very cozy group of, of people. We are still friends up until now, you know, and then you make that very long term relationship become really close in the CSAP program. So that, that's one thing I, I really value about CSAP. Um, the other thing, uh, just to add this, the feedback culture that we have inside of CSAP is really good. Where after every role play, you're doing feedback, almost like a series of feedback with your manager on things you could improve on, on things that you did. You're doing a presentation, you know, you, you're getting feedback from your manager and your colleagues as well. And so I, I really like that about CSAP because at the time, when I, again, when I was coming into Cisco, I didn't really know much about Cisco, right? And um, working and all of that. I had some work experience, but not so much. Right. So when I came in and then I would do anything I would do, the good things I would do, my manager would you know, point them out and let me know, hey, I think this is really nice about you. You, you. you have this skill and you should work on it, develop yourself this way, really positive. And then, hey, maybe you could improve on this and that area. Right. And what I've even noticed even after leaving CSAP is that I'm usually hounding people for feedback now. It's just, hey, we did that customer call together. Do you have any feedback for me? You know, because <laughs> um, I know that you could always get better. And CSAP taught me that. So I'm, I'm quite appreciative of that. That's one of my favorite things about CSAP. Yeah. And I totally agree. And, and, and the feedback is, is great. 
and you feel it already from the assessment center, you get some really, really great feedback there. And then when you go into the CSAP program, it just keeps on coming. And I guess now that you say it to me, it will, it's also something that you can look forward to after the CSAP program, because it basically is part of Cisco's culture. Something that I will experience soon and that you both have experienced is this transition from the CSAP program into your first role. And I really just want to hear a little bit more about how that transition was for both of you. Maybe Yasha, you can answer this firstly. Sure, yeah. So right when CSAP ended, I transitioned to a role in the Federal Systems Engineer Organization. So in the US, we have public sector, which covers all state, local education customers, and then federal as well. So I'm specifically in the federal and then within that civilian, so it goes down a subset of federal customers. And it was, it was a great transition. I mean, I was lucky to have a, a manager at the time who fostered early in career talent. And that's something that I would say a lot of managers I've met with do. So to Timmy, to your point, the feedback culture is important. And I wanted to make sure that when I joined the new team, I still had that somewhat of a CSAP experience from a feedback perspective and making sure I'm not, certainly not stagnating, but also making sure I'm hitting the expectations of the job and then ultimately exceeding it too. So the transition was, it, it was good. I mean, we got a lot of the primary information needed from CSAP from a technical perspective to get started. From a business perspective, how do we build rapport, for example? How do you meet a customer and, and initiate that relationship building process? I had mentors on my team, the new team I joined, that helped me throughout, you know, join one-on-ones. I still kept in touch with my CSAP managers too to get their advice as I got started. So the transition was pretty smooth. I feel like there were no no bumps. I mean, CSAP certainly prepared for uh, the role. And then, Mark, to your point earlier, the learning was continuing. So I learned there's other parts of the job I needed to learn that you can't teach in a training program. You know, there's certain things that we can structure, which are good for like a class setting. But then some things you have to just do it experience in real life. But throughout the way, I never felt like someone didn't have my back. And I think that's important. But throughout, it was it was a great experience. And so far, what, a year, almost two years in, I guess, 20 months or something like that. And it's, it's been an awesome experience. But certainly could have been here without CSAP to kick it off in terms of uh, training. Sounds amazing. And and it also sounds comforting for me because I'm soon to be there uh, in that transition period. So it's good to hear that you feel like CSAP actually laid the foundation and, and that you had like this smooth uh, transition into your first role after CSAP. And great to hear that you have some mentors that are always there to help you out when you need it. And Timmy, I would also love to hear from you like, what was your transition like from CSAP into your first role? So for me, one of the things I actually loved the most about CSAP was during my DevNet project, right? I, I really liked software stuff and I wanted to be a programmability kind of SC. That's what I wanted to do as a specialization after CSAP was over during that one year GVE period, right? But the field came and, and you know, said, um, hey, that's not our primary need right now, right? What we needed was someone in collaboration. So there was a need to move, right? And I wouldn't have gotten that, you know, that the role in this new organization if I was not in collaboration, right? Um, so my, my transition was supposed to be CSAP to GVE to field, but now it's CSAP to GVE to this specialist organization, right? And now I get to work with more global teams and around the MIA and all of that. So it's quite, it's quite interesting. I, I didn't get the first thing I wanted, but I'm grateful for where I am now. And um, yeah, but the, the, the transition has been great. Like um, I've been working, I don't know, almost two years now in my present team, 
right? And the the culture is amazing in the team, right? So the the managers are good, are, are great. Like like Isha said, like every customer conversation that you go into is is very different. But you you need to know how to kind of build relationships with different type of people, like a large spectrum of people, right? CSAP basically prepares you for that. It, it helps you to know how to answer questions, right? How to build that relationship. And um, CSAP kind of prepares you for that because in the role plays that you get, even if it's a controlled environment, right, you still see some of this, this different scenarios. And um, so CSAP helps you do that. So it kind of smoothens the transition for you. So technical topics, um, you have your architecture in the GVE, you know, teaching you and all of these kind of things, giving you all the things you need to get prepared on. And then you have the shadowing experiences as well with your mentors that are more senior. And then you see how things are, how they take customer calls, how they present and all of that. And then slowly you begin to take some opportunities yourself and work on them, some cases. And then, you know, get to do presentations yourself, get in customer calls, begin to, and it continues, kind of continue to expand in the role. And so it's not necessarily easy because there are challenges, but it's it's a good transition nonetheless because you have really good support from everyone in Cisco, right? That's good to hear. And and I really love to hear from both of you that the transition is smooth and uh, that you're taken care of. Some Somebody will be there to, to answer your questions and, and you will have the tools needed to, to perform in your role, basically. So that's great to hear. And also great to hear that sometimes when you get into the role, everything has to fit. But uh, sometimes the organization, since Cisco is a very, very big organization, it seems like no matter where you end up after CSAP, you will end up in a good place and a place where there's room to grow, a place where uh, you can grow as an individual, but also the role that you have can can grow into something different as it did for you, Timmy. So so that's that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that your your thought at, at Cisco CSAP and after CSAP is that your your growth is very individual and is dependent on you, right? And how you want your career to progress is you, you have to make that plan. Uh, wherever you would like to do, if you have your role that you want to get to, you, you could talk to your manager about that. My experiences with all the SCM that I've worked with at Cisco is that they would try to help you get there, like all the skills that you need to have, all the trainings that you need to have and all the connections that you need to make the point is it's, it's up to you the, to, to set kind of the limit right on on how much you want to grow and you can grow within cisco any which way and that's great to hear great to hear that that you also of course is a big part of your job and and where you're going in your job and how you're developing you need to to do something actively yourself to end up where you want to be and and to to grow in the role uh, that you're in right now so something that we all experienced in some form, working remotely. I know that both of you had your CSAP program, but also your role after CSAP in this hybrid world that we all entered into. But I was just curious to know about this transition from working on-site only into being fully virtual and then slowly into this hybrid way of working. Some of the key takeouts and, and your thoughts about this process. Yesha, you can you can begin with answering this question. It's, it's an interesting question. I mean, it's something that uh, I could take a couple ways, I guess. But at that time in the program, we all were finishing up our certs, doing different projects. So Cisco did great in terms of making 
making sure we had the tools needed to keep collaborating without really any hiccup. I think it was all just kind of a, what we were used to was being in person, seeing like the camaraderie we talked about earlier still continue just virtually. Going to the field, it's interesting because the field job in itself isn't an always in person gig, if you will. It, it certainly can be, and it just depends on many factors, whether you're in a certain segment, how close you are geographically to your customer. So although the transition was tricky, I think in CSAP, getting used to that uh, shift to the hybrid or, or virtual world, the tools we had made it easy to do so. And then going into the field, into the post CSAP, it was, it was interesting to meet everyone virtually, but still be able to meet customers and build relationships, you know, from a phone call or from emails and then eventually onto video like we're doing now. And some tips and tricks to your last point. I feel like just making use of video as much as you can always helps, especially in CSEP to build that camaraderie. Now that things are opening up, we're slowly starting to have in-person events. Cisco Live's happening this year, which is very exciting. Impact as well. Those are some of our business conferences for the listeners uh, that are in person. But I would say it's much more energizing in my opinion, seeing customers in person, reading their body languages, seeing their excitement for Cisco or what we're talking about. That's kind of my take on the, the transitions. But in reality, our roles, depending again on some other factors, are always have a virtual component to it. So it was just learning quicker, I think, than, than before COVID. I believe uh, we were met with a slide like in the beginning of CSAP with 94% of every meeting in the future will have at least one remote participant. So I totally agree with you in that the world is probably going to stay hybrid and uh, we, we got to get the best out of it. But this hybrid way of doing th has always actually been the best way of doing it. And uh, it's very, very good that we are in a company that has a tool like WebEx and a tool like the video endpoints to make collaboration easier and, and smoother. And, and I really enjoyed the tips that you gave as well to, to keep engaged. And Timmy, you're in collaboration. So I guess you also have some <laughs> tips and tricks on how to, to handle this hybrid way of working. Right. So in a hybrid world, I think one good tip you have to learn, actually, if you are an SCEM in sales, you know, when you have to form relationships with people is um, what, what is called pattern disruption. So you, you always want to do something a little bit different when you are working in a hybrid world and you have to show up with people. It could be something as small as tweaking stuff on your background, right? Having nice virtual background, just disrupting the pattern a little bit. It could be things around telling stories in your presentations, right? So that people are not just, you know, it's not just death by PowerPoint, right? It's things like that. Things like having Slido, for example, for, for audience engagement. For those who don't know Slido, that are one of our latest acquisitions that we just made um, at WebEx, right? Using it for audience engagement, doing things like word cloud and all of that, right? So all of these small things that disrupt the pattern a little bit so that people are not um, bored by, you know, just PowerPoint presentations and, you know, a, a video-less person uh, audio speaking, right? So that's what people are used to. That, so that, that's one tip. And I think the, 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 second, the second tip I think I would give for, for working hybrid is to kind of over-communicate, especially with your colleagues rather than under-communicate. Because even, you know, when you send me a text, right, if you send me like a one-line, very simple text, how I read it is very different from how you sent it. Right. So how, how we read text in our head is a little bit different. So you want to communicate as much as possible, add more context so that people understand where you're coming from. And the whole point is that we want to make sure we are understood. Right. And I think in a virtual world where you can't really see people's that facial interaction, you can't really see people's body language and all of that. You might want to use your words a lot more. So those are kind of the tips I would, I would, I would give um, for, for that. 
Perfect. That's some really, really strong tips. And I will also be using those tips in the future. So just to wrap up a little bit and summarize some of the points that we talked about today, basically, it's very different where you will end up after the CSAP program, but no matter where you end up, the CSAP program is a very, very good start and gives you a lot of different tools that you're able to use in your entire career in Cisco. And the transition that you will uh, have going from CSAP into your first role, it will be challenging, but it will be very smooth. And you will not learn everything in CSAP. There's like this continuous learning all throughout your career. And especially in CSAP, but also in the rest of Cisco, we have this feedback culture, which is very important for us. And it's something that uh, you give and you receive. And a lot of the work that you have to do in CSAP is on yourself. You, you have to do something to end up in the places that you want to do to, to keep growing. You need to take active part in your development. And lastly, some tips and tricks for hybrid work uh, that you both gave, which I think was very good. Keep your screen on, keep your video on. It just gives a more interacting meeting. And also a great tip is this disruptive patterns or disrupt what you are doing right now so that it will keep the people listening to you more engaged. And one last tip for this hybrid work is remember to keep in the context, over explain things, or at least remember to keep the context in your communication when you do it remotely. And before ending this episode, do you have some final uh, tips and tricks uh, for people entering into CSAP? Some final words, I guess, on my end from tips and tricks is just come into CSAP with an open mind, being open to feedback learning as much as you can, technically speaking, about Cisco's technologies and where we are in the industries is a huge value add just for your own knowledge. The soft skills that you learn are, are instrumental to your growth and whatever career you choose afterwards. Those are all things that CSEP teaches. And I would just say come in with an open mind and I would say that there's an endless possibility of what you could do after CSAP. So it's, it's super rewarding in, in pretty much every aspect of, of life from a career perspective. I think that's great advice. Uh, and some final words for you, Timmy? For growth to happen, there is always a, a level of discomfort that comes with it, right? So be comfortable being uncomfortable. Be brave and, and, and take, take on new challenges and then you would enjoy the reward at the end of the day because you feel like you, you've grown a lot. Be comfortable being uncomfortable because discomfort is part of growth always. I, I love that. Um, so thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining me in this episode of Tales from the CSAP Floor. Uh, it's a, it has been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, and in the next episode of Tales from the CSAP Floor, my co-host Ella will bring you another view of life during and right after CSAP. And until the next episode, I have been your host, Mark Falkenstrom. Thank you for listening in and have a good day. Mm-hmm.